Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Jesus Christ, do we have a great guest with us this week. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. An incredible, oh, go. incredible human, incredibly funny, incredibly talented, and just kind, kind-hearted person. Please welcome back after nearly four years, Pat Dwyer! Hello! <laughs> All of them. That, uh, that air horn was just, that's just mine. That wasn't even you guys. <laughs> also mine now uh <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> so happy to have you back uh we were just talking uh the last time you were here was episode 189 86 89 it was, it was it was may of 2019 may of 2019 so nearly four years ago how was your pandemic <laughs> Uh, it went quite well. Uh, I think uh, as pandemics go, I, I, I didn't lose anyone personally, I suppose. Good. Is that, is that that's, the that's a win? These, are these yeah. common enough things that we can say now? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I mean, why I not? Think everything's fine, I guess. I don't know. I uh, I left the, the everything I knew is what I did during COVID. <laughs> yeah. I took off and took off across the country because, you know, what else was going on? Yeah. Is that what, so, yeah, it was pretty fun. I just bought an RV and I left everything I ever bought. I sold it all and I took off with my wife and children. I didn't. <laughs> I was gonna say like, like sold yeah. everything. No, well, I mean, I sold. I tried. No, your women. How much for your women? <laughs> How much do you want for the women? Uh, so, yeah. Things are going great, you guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to episode 189, and one of my favorite moments is we get on this kick about Paul Revere, which devolves into talking about bars, which leads into some bit about John Bon Jovi, which oldie but a goodie, boy, was I was listening to a best of randomly. I just caught it in my files. I'm like, oh, listen to this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this bit. It just kept going. It was amazing. It was so good. Yeah. yeah, and the, the thing that the view, the listeners and viewers might not know is just the idea that like it doesn't stop. Like that's not where that bit stopped. No, that's where we stopped the recording. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it kept going. It just yeah. it made it, it tickled my heart so much. I was like, oh, I remember this. This was so much fun. So we're super pleased to have you back, man. It's it's great to it's great to hear you. It's great to see you. And and I wanna I wanna fill your bucket. All right. <gasps> okay. okay. One of our listeners and also one of our uh, folks in our community on our Discord, Jared, he's from Australia. He's a big Ooh, fan nice. of yours. And he specifically wanted me to tell you this. He said, please tell Pat that mm. he's the best part of the Nate Katanis videos, and that is saying a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, Australia, represent. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that means the world to me. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, uh, those naked tennis videos could not be more fun. Uh, for anybody out there who doesn't know what this is, uh, my friend, uh, whose name is not Nate, but I'm gonna, we won't talk about it. Um, uh, he started this bit about a motivational speaker who is just not that. 
at all. He's very demotivational, um, but not in like a, in a mean way. He's just like a spoiled rotten rich kid and he doesn't know any better. And years ago he approached me and said, Hey, I have these scripts. Would you be interested in checking them out? And like, just tell me what you think about them. And I took them and kind of like made them into something way bigger and wrote characters for him and just was like, I had this idea and I handed it to him and he was like, this is really fun. And then he said, would you like to play any of the parts in this thing that you helped write? Cause this was way back. We did a shoot that was in a school. Uh, it wasn't actually school. It was like a corporate trainee kind of corporate training thing. And um, I wrote all this character named um, uh, Kevin Kevins. <laughs> Who was just an imbecile, and, but it, it was in opposition to his vitriol and his meanness. We wrote this character that was just like blindly kind, for and like hapless and lovable. And I spent most of the first video just like nodding to everything that he was saying and mouthing along, just to show how because I became his like assistant mm-hmm. as this character, and it just could not be more fun. And it's it, it is completely ludicrous and stupid and we did a shoot recently that he he brought like he was like pat i want you to like as part of this bit we're gonna have you like chug advil and i was like oh cool yeah that sounds like a great bit thinking they were gonna bring me not advil and then they bought a costco size thing of advil and i spent the time just going <laughs> and your mouth goes numb real fast and i didn't notice until about halfway through and i went <laughs> on camera, me just like trying to feel my mouth again because <laughs> uh, it, it turned out it was real Advil. And then afterwards, after we cut, he went, "Uh, that's real." I'm like, "Yeah, I got that, man." Thanks. <laughs> such a great bit. He's such a wonderful guy, and I, I could not be more happy to be a part of that. So, what's that person's name? Uh, Jared. 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 I. We're best friends now. That's all I said. Write me. Write me. We'll we'll be friends. You and me in Australia. Australia Jared is one of the uh, coolest guys. Uh, He's been such a great uh, member of our community for many years now, and he's just he's he he is a lover of all media. It doesn't matter. He doesn't judge it. He just wants to go and enjoy it. And I've tried to learn a lot from him because I used to be really judgmental of things. Be like, that's not very good. He's like, why can't we just enjoy it? We don't have to rate it. Just watch it and enjoy it. I'm like, that's, you know what? I need to do more of that. I don't need to be such a dick about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred well, percent. You know, maybe sometimes. sometimes. A little bit. You know, Avatar yeah. could go eat its own ass as far as I'm concerned, you know? Fair but, enough. You Look, know? some things need to be criticized. Let's mm-hmm. just put that out there. There yeah. are some things that just beg for it. Yeah. yeah. But it's the tale of water. Is that what it's called? Tale of water? I don't know. I don't know. Some Who, of water. Whatever. Way yeah. of water. Way of water. The, the way of the water. Way- way of water yeah this is the way well see you guys later (laughs) (laughs) visual gags on uh, audio medium kind of Uh, there's little little stairs here if you guys that's good some people have treadmills you have little stairs i like it you know they don't actually go anywhere they're just right here (laughs) uh before we get too far ahead pat i want you to tell everyone about you where they can find you, uh, promote promote your stuff, promote yourself right now. We'll do it again at the end of the show, but I want to I want to get it up top here. Okay, so I am uh, 
Well, I mean, among all other things, I am a professional speaker and I travel the country and talk to businesses and corporations and associations and uh, conferences and things like that. And I talk about uh, change and innovation and how like it's actually not that hard and we make it really stupid in our brains and then it gets harder. So I talk a lot about that. I come from an improv background. So we use some of that theory to talk about that, which is really, really fun and a really good time doing that. But the way that people can find me is at patdwyerwastaken.com because patdwyer.com was taken. <laughs> and so I bought patdwyerwastaken.com and it's great. It's, in, you're not wrong um in fact i uh you won't be able to see this pat but to the folks that are on the stream and on the video uh, i want i want to take a quick look at your website because this is probably one of my favorite websites in existence and in particular uh well not only is it just like it's very it's a well-designed website there's a lot going oh, on yeah. visually in a good way and it's very engaging but one of my favorite parts is under the meeting planners section <laughs> there's a what's the process in bringing pat to your event and i want to mm -hmm. just you know visually show you know we've got the call the date uh -huh. the consultation the plan and then all of the awesomeness and yeah. If you're just listening, I highly recommend you go to patdwyerwastaken.com, go to the meeting planner section and check this out for yourself. But what I love is just the photo of you just slowly approaching <laughs> approaching a chair, <laughs> sitting down in that chair, and then laying down in that chair. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. And again, for those just listening, it is a beautiful, rich, dark leather chair that's not reclinable. Uh -huh. So. The fact that he's laying down on it is just marvelous. And also, I want to say, bold choice to once step four, sitting down, not unbuttoning the top button. And here's why. Classic decorum says you button the top button, which you've done here, right? Like, you don't yeah. button both you're, buttons. You're spot on on that. Yeah. And then you sit down, it's supposed to unbutton, and, and Pat goes, no, I'm not going to do yeah. that. In fact, I'm going to I'm gonna up it up a notch. In, little, in, in episode five, or I'm sorry, step five, I'm going to lay down and still not unbutton it. Uh, that's a bold choice, sir. Bold choice. See, I'd like to pretend that there's some larger conversation about how I'm not quite business, but I'm not quite not. Truthfully, I forgot to unbutton the coat and I just started doing bits. <laughs> and then the photographer went, are you literally just going to lay in that chair? What you don't see from the rest of that shoot is me actively then falling out of the chair ah. as I slipped too far into my back and then fell on the floor which i have pictures of and are not on the site i was like i can see like now that i that you mentioned that i'm like oh yeah there's uh, that's i definitely see those are the next steps is is, is pat slowly going onto the floor a bit went way too far way too far it's very good but uh you also check out pat dwyer was taken.com it's a wonderful yes. wonderful website uh it's it's very good it gives you everything you know especially like books you're writing books son i, I mean yeah i'm, I'm working on them that's awesome. Yeah. I'm writing, uh, I'm working on two books right now. Yeah. Um, actually, technically, I'm writing three books right now, but, uh, you know, the other Jeez. one's just in its very, very infancy. Very, very infancy? Very yeah, infancy. Sure. It's very infancy. Super duper infancy. These books are going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, I'm first figuring out know, words as I write them. It's amazing. Me, me likey word <laughs> uh, program, me likey word program, and me let it type for me. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, books that I've written are, uh, I'm, I'm in the final process of two of them. One is called thoughts, thought while thinking thoughts about thoughts. And that is a compilation. I've been spending the last several years writing 
a single journal sentence a day. Uh, I, I kind of culminate all of my thoughts for the day into one phrase or sentence Interesting. and, uh, or takeaway for my day. And I've taken all of those entries and I've, uh, cultivated, Oh, it's, I think it's about 150 of them. And then I've commented on about 30 of them nice. and, uh, they're just, they're just out there for anybody who might need that um, or want that or care to understand my brain in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Doug's on board. And then uh, the other book is um, called Shelter in a Place That Moves. And that's about the RV trip that I talked about a little bit before where we uh, traveled the country during the last election. Um, and I was in Alabama during the last election. That was Story for me um uh it turned out it's wonderful but that is about the stories <laughs> of the people that we met and and how surprising it was in a world that i've found to be very divisive and angry and people are fighting each other for the sake of fighting each other and we found some some very rich beautiful friendships and people and experiences in this world that should have been way scarier than it was uh or turned I'm fascinated by this by, it, it was it was so, cool. so wonderful and, and deeply cathartic the whole trip was wonderful um we spent nine months on the road so this is a culmination of stories from that adventure um i certainly was not good about keeping a journal on that but those those ideas occasionally showed up um but mostly i was driving so you know you get what you get yeah. um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those are, those are the two books that are coming out uh, sometime this year, uh, once the publishing can get done. Um, please do keep please do keep us informed on when those because we'll let our audience know because that I mean I Doug and I will one hundred percent be buying those, uh, but yeah. our, our, I know some people in our audience would be very interested to kind of read what you have to say. On My wife is an avid topic. book reader, and I mentioned yeah. to her oh, yeah. tonight on our, our just over dinner, I was like, hey. My buddy Pat, he's coming out with two books. She goes, I want to write two books. I was like, right? <laughs> you know? So she's, I definitely, yeah, we'll absolutely pick those up. So definitely keep us in the loop. Like we want to help well, support you that. Know, I, I would think for you two, I could probably send them to you. I think no one else. No one else. <laughs> You guys, maybe you guys. Yeah, uh, that's that's very kind of you. But I, I, I think these, this is what great ideas for books. Yeah. And uh, you oh, know, you. this is amazing. You know, anyone you know who even publishes anything, you know, regardless if like a million people read it or just one, I'm like, you put it out there, and that's awesome. You created something, yeah. and I think that's amazing. So congratulations on this, Thanks, and man. looking forward to seeing these get published, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. I think it's going to be ex- well. I mean, it's exciting, but. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. First comes the worst. It's another thing for a library to hold. So that's fine. Well, that's awesome. Hey, that's Benjamin right. Franklin, you real idiot. <laughs> I got to ask about the one of my favorite parts on your website is this little button at the bottom of the meeting planners uh, page that just yeah. says a stress relieving high five. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was perusing it. I'm like, what is this? And I clicked it, and it was everything that I hoped the page could be. Yep. And it made me wonder, what else, are there any other Easter eggs or hidden gems that you have to search for that people might not be readily uh, aware of or that you've hidden so well that when you go and check your analytics, you're like, wow, still no page views on this because I hit it <laughs> so fucking well. 
uh, uh, there's a great combination of both of those things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some stuff hidden. There is, I will say that there is, there is some, uh, some, like, I have, I have moused my cursor over the entire, like every like row, I'll like bring the cursor just to waiting for it to turn into the hand. Uh, I, I want to click on something, Pat. Uh, well, there, the things that are hidden in would be Easter eggs are mostly not hidden that well. Cause I don't want people to go, I don't want people to go too hard on that thing. It's just, it's not fair for anybody, but f- you know, for you, I might actually go and hide, like genuinely hide something. Just I would love it because yeah, I, there's like, I have no reason to believe you would ever go that deep on it. But in my mind, I'm like, you he might though. Yeah. He might. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair assessment. That's Can I ask a question fair. about this? Uh, you know, this, this high five. Yeah, yeah. Obviously that's your face. Is that your hand? No, certainly not my hand. Yeah, I was like, it doesn't seem like that's your hand. <laughs> it's totally different lighting. And surprisingly, my wife the other day. It's her hand? No, it's not, sadly. That would have been a very, very good idea. I should have done that. But she also said to me, she's like, this is your hand, right? Like, no, it's not my hand. It's like I photoshopped it in or something. It's, not, it's just I put it in there. It doesn't, it's nothing. She's like, that's dumb. I'm like, yeah, no, it's dumb. That's why, that's why I did it. Because it's super dumb. Yeah, made me laugh. And I think it'll make one other person laugh. That's amazing. I love it. I love stuff like that. Speaking you, speaking of like silly stuff and yes. Pat, um, one of my favorite memories, because uh, you and I met working at one of the greatest companies ever in existence sms assist um you know. okay yeah yep. <laughs> i mean it's 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 always on the top 100 lists of businesses that existed you know like it's there 100%. yeah they, it existed and what list you look okay no that's fine go ahead yeah, yeah i mean it's there on like you can go to any like tax website it's like yeah this business exists you know it's there it's on the list yeah top 100 existing businesses Fort- yeah. fortune 500 considered adding it to the list considered yeah, for a long time. Long time, um, you know. Uh, but it's amazing. Well, because one thing is, I was thinking about this. Uh, the guests that we've had on recently have all come from me meeting them at SMS Assist, and I'm just oh, like, really? yeah. Um, oh, and wow. I'm like, yeah. I think he left before you 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 got there. But Omari Brown was a guy I worked with, uh, and he's a, an assistant producer on Late Night with Stephen Colbert. So like the Late oh, Show, cool. yeah, amazing human being. Matt Baker, another guy I think that left before he got there, but like he's like filmmaker, rapper, like all this other stuff. Like I, I've met some of the coolest people at this really strange organization, just the strangest place on earth. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough moniker to put on. I don't think that's entirely true, but goddamn, is it weird? <laughs> I don't think it's entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a weird of, it's a little bit of land of misfit toys. Yeah, uh, yeah, of, very uh, much so. But um. I, I remember meeting you and I was like, oh, I like this guy. Like right out of the gate, I was like, he and I are cut from the same cloth. Like this is, yeah, this is this is a cool dude. And I remember specifically one of the things I was doing is I was making a video uh, for an HR thing and it was about reasonable accommodations at work. And yeah. I tapped you and I said, hey, um, I want you to do examples of like what are reasonable accommodations and what are unreasonable accommodations. And I was filming it and you did like, you know, it was like two normal ones. You know, you're like, hi, yeah. Can I get like a gelled uh, keyboard pad? Because I have carpal tunnel. It's like, ding, reasonable accommodation. It's like, you know, I've got a really bad back. Can I have a standing desk? It's like, ding, reasonable accommodation. And then you're like, can I get a new manager? Because mine <laughs> looks like Angela Lansbury. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just, I remember I was like, oh, it's like eh, not a reasonable accommodation. <laughs> and I was just like, I just like let you improvise it, and it was so much fun. They didn't let us use that uh, for the training, unsurprisingly, which you know I think would have been a fun way for people to recognize what is a reasonable accommodation at work, you know, but. I, I wholeheartedly concur, yeah. but we also got, I mean, truthfully, if we're going to really talk about that, that specific instance of our time in our lives, uh, you and I were told pretty often what we were doing was probably not the right thing to be doing. Yeah. Uh, not, not, we were ever goofing around as much as just like, what about this stupid idea? And they'd be like, that's actually a really good, stupid idea that we will not be doing. Like, yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Cool. I'm here. This is yeah. great. I'm so glad. <laughs> And also, I look back on that. I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't the right way to do that video. I'm still kind of cutting my teeth on really what I got carte blanche early on in my career with that sort of stuff. And I really pushed it to the limit in a lot of ways. And uh, I probably needed to do that. But uh, yeah, I look back. I'm like, woof. Look at these videos. I still have a lot of them. I'm like, woof. I'll never forget when you started sending me though. You're like, here's the here's a new one I did, and I I would my all, every single time my response to him would be, "What is your job? I yeah. don't understand what you're allowed. This would never fly at my nine to five. What the hell do you job do you work at? Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, listen, at, at the very least, they're fun. <laughs> yes, they were. People were listening at the end of the day. People were listening. Yeah, uh, I did. I, I did what I could. You know, I had fun with with where I could and, and what I injected uh, probably a little bit too much of myself into the workplace. And I've definitely pulled back a lot since then. So that's that's really the workplace's problem because you, you're a delight. And, oh, thank uh, you so much. You, know, you are as more, well. Where are you in the world, my friend? Go God help you all. More practical yeah, uh, dugs who hate onions, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Doug onions, as we will now refer to. <laughs> Super mega loathe onions. Um, I got a random question for you, Pat. Do you play oh. Dungeons and Dragons at all? Do I play Dungeons and Dragons? Or have you? I, I have not. I would love to. Which sounds like such an interesting answer because that's not mm. normally what I imagine people to say. I, I think when COVID started happening, a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, we play Dungeons and Dragons. It's so cool." And I was either driving across the country or I was dealing with my small children trying to keep them alive. So I just didn't uh, put the time to learning or partaking in Dungeons and Dragons, but it sounds delightful. Justin, do you think yep. he's like a perfect fit for it or what? Yep. <gasps> Are you inviting 100%. me to something fun? I, you know, this just dawned on me now. I'm running Justin's very first adventure. Like Justin's never played before, so I, I'm running. I'm DMing a can, uh, not a campaign, just like a, a long adventure uh, with him and a couple other newbies. And I was just thinking, I'm like, man, it'd be really it's, great it's to have. One, we'll call it a one shot plus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very generous. <laughs> a one shot's supposed to be something you do in one session. And I'm like, oh yeah, so we're we just finished up part six uh, <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> Still going strong. Uh, we just nice. got to like the meat of the story. So, oh wow, okay. But I was just thinking, I was like, man, it'd be fun to have you come in and do like a guest spot, like just like a guest character, and like I bet you would absolutely kill it with some of that stuff. That would be I, so much fun. I would, I would adore that. Uh, I would like to request um, uh, uh, Lady Bard. 
Uh, no, no, let's not do that. Uh, how about uh, uh, Dragon Bart? No, okay, no, that's not going to do it. What about uh, Dwarf Bart? No, I don't. Okay, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll figure it out. But we'll yeah, figure I'm on it out. Anytime, yeah. man. Anytime. I think it'd be fun to have you come in to be like a guest character during this. I think that would be very, very interesting. Stray My very gummy bear. Stray gummy bear? Yeah, yeah, gummy bear from the Disney uh, vehicle. Oh, gummy sure. Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stray okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant like just like a lost gummy, like stray, a stray, a stray gummy bear, one you find under like the seat of the car. Also, I'd be down for that. And yeah, I was like, I don't know that, but I like this. Yeah. As yeah. long as I can bounce perhaps here, perhaps there, perhaps everywhere, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> really, I, I mean, it's at least in the same kind of genre, like non-medieval medieval, right? <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> My our, my first time ever actually like setting foot in D and D land was with Doug, and we were guests. We did a guest spot on another D and D podcast. Oh, cool! They had a campaign. They were in like season two, I think. They were just starting. <clears throat> they brought Doug and I in to play uh, just these one shot, one one off characters that were there for that 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 round or that episode that whatever yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was a real nice again it, it was very easy because there was no there was no uh, pressure on us to do anything we were there to just either help move the story along or yeah. do everything we could to throw them off their game like that was our the point of us and i was like oh this is great i don't have to i don't have to make sure i'm doing it right i just need to yeah. be here yeah and we so played, I, uh, was, we played rut and yeah. root two uh <laughs> two gremlins who were aspiring detectives <laughs> <laughs> I uh, okay. Please, uh, can we please make this happen? I don't care what I. You can give me any character. I will play it. I just want to be. That would be amazing. Honestly, yeah. I think our campaign, our group would love to have Pat Coven. A hundred percent. I'll. I'll I Leroy Jenkins, but that's okay. Let's just. Uh, yeah, we can Leroy Jenkins. It. That'd be fun. You know. Oh man, that. I, I'll. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think on that, and I'll oh, see. Man. I'll see because I'm also recording these like to then be released. You know, oh, okay. like at a later time so that people can kind of like experience this and, and see what it's like. Yeah. I'm going to try and add some sound design to it and, and some things like that. So to try and make it a little more interesting. So uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll figure this out. I'll, 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 yeah, we should chat. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll just say I'll noodle on this and I'll get back to you. All right. Don't noodle too hard. It's going to get messy. Yeah, You know, um, it always does. But, you know, Justin, <laughs> let me in the meantime, as, as we're mm. talking about D&D &D and such delights. Um, can we, I mean, have you been to Magic Quest? Do we have I been to what? Magic Quest. Do you y'all know about Magic Quest? No. Oh, friends. Oh, enlighten oh, us. Friends. It, this is like, this is, this is, this would have been a better bit if either of you knew what it was. Um, in Pigeon Forge? Is, uh, what? Is this in Pigeon, Fo Pigeon Forge? I mean, Tennessee? it might as well be. It's either there or it's in the Dells. I'm not sure. But it's, it's like, uh. Like uh, it's supposed to be a live role playing thing. They give you a wand and you walk around and like put spells on things and then things come alive. Um, but it's like supposed to be okay. that it's that it, there, this is this story is literally going to go nowhere. I can keep talking, but this is not going to go anywhere. Please. So magic quest. Yeah. Just you go and you like do magic at things at things, not even near it, just at it. And things come alive and interact and things like that. Oh my God! There's uh, one in Wisconsin, and there's one in Pigeon Forge. It's exactly this is what I'm saying. You've done the right thing. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my uh, God! I... Yeah. For free Hold plug on. for Magic yes. Quest. This was like the original. This is like the original Harry Potter land, 
Yeah. Yeah, very much. Because so. like that's what in, in Universal you can like do. You they've got the same thing where you buy a Harry Potter one, you can point it at things and it, it does things move. Things, yeah. and you can do you can cast magic. Yeah, except but this I, was. I think that that's purposefully aged up and or darker than what I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about, very much so. Yeah, I mean, there's like there are pictures of three year olds with very large wands pointing them at colorful daisies on this website. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's 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 be fair. Those wands are normal size, and those children are very small. <laughs> they're halflings, uh, they, you know. <laughs> they're halflings. Yeah, they're halflings. <laughs> Anyways, that was a great story. I'm glad we took all the time with the, these people who are tuned in. I think I saw wands like that at the pleasure chest one time. I don't know. I mean, those look those look suspect. I don't know about this. What is this place? <laughs> he said, "You're you're you're playing that off like you don't have one in your room with you right now." Right. Yeah, he saw ah. one, quote unquote. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, I saw one while I was buying it. I yeah. saw one, you know. <laughs> I saw one. I was at the pleasant chest and I bought it and then I used it and then I returned it. But I didn't clean it. Nice. But I didn't clean. Refurbished. <laughs> Come down to the the pleasant chest. Get your refurbished dildars. Guess what? It's <laughs> worth it. You want cheap? I got you covered. You know, half price. You just put it in the microwave. Everything's fine. <laughs> nuke it. Just yeah. nuke it. It nukes all the bad stuff. It's all good. It'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> oh man, where did we go? I don't know, man. But I, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Uh, so, boy, everybody dies. Am I right? Like it happens. <laughs> What a man, segue. hold on. What a segue. That, that, that deserves the old segue sound we used to use. That is that is classic <laughs> Doug segue right there. Everybody dies. Whoa. <laughs> everybody dies. Speaking of stiff bodies. Hey. Uh, everybody dies. There you go. <laughs> hey, I don't need help. I'm good. I got this. Okay, all right. All right. My apologies. Sledgehammer to the wall. I took us to the next room. We're fortunate ahead. Okay. <laughs> Where I took it to the next room. I got us <laughs> to the next room. Now let's play. Uh, so, yeah. Justin, you, Justin, currently, if you don't know, is up in Michigan now. He's no longer in the Chicago Chicago area. He's actually moved. So he and I are not. No, we are no longer next to each other, which is a shame. But yes. the internet keeps us close together. But while Justin was up in his neck of the woods, he came across. Uh, wow, Justin just did a grabby thing. I love it. Um, yeah. Justin, you're talking about how there's this old ass cemetery by where you live. Tell us, tell tell Pat and I a little bit about that. So yes, uh, wife and I just bought a house and I took a walk around the neighborhood. And there's a cemetery nearby, and I was walking by it, and I was noticing the dates on these headstones. And I apparently this is one of the older cemeteries in the area. And earliest date that I've seen so far in the tombstones or the headstones I've looked at is uh, 1836 hmm. is the earliest one that I've seen. And it got me to thinking <clears throat> who has, when's the last time someone came and visited whomever is buried in that grave. And I was like, this seems like a lot of wasted and they're all from like the mid to late 1800s. And I'm like, there, this is generations have passed generations after generations. And I would I would say pretty confidently I'll lay some money down on the fact that no one's visited these graves, truly visited them, like to lay roses and to pay homage and, you know, like talk to their great great grandfather or whatever it may be. 
it seems like a big, big waste of space to me. And so that that brought this thought up and I brought it up to Doug and we wanted to get your take on it. Sure. I understand the concept that you've purchased a lot of land and people die. And in depth, you want to be comfortable. So you get a nice cushion lined coffin, maybe silk inside, and you get all, you know, dolled up and you're because why? Right. You you're the, in the you got the snack ground. pouch, you know. You got the, yeah, exactly. They put a little gushers pack with you in case you get, you know, packish yeah, on, yeah. on your trip. Uh no, but like you you've purchased this land. Someone purchased this and it's their plot of land. But if no one's coming to see you, why the fuck do you like what good is it doing? So I I my question is cemeteries what would your solution be to cemeteries? Like, do you think that people bought them, they should stay there? Or do you think very much like um, a, a copyright after a hundred years, they go back, that land goes back into public domain and then you can do whatever you want with it. I, I like that. Those are the only two solutions. That's it. <laughs> this is very A or B here, Pat. Either you dig them up or you keep them there. That's, that's right. That's, that's how it's going to go. Um, it's funny. Like I, the part of me really wants to dissect this and really go into it. Do uh, it versus like, I mean, because like, I think that what we're experiencing right now with what we're talking about, like, there are historic cemeteries in the United States, right? And I think the 1800s is still kind of in that middle ground between is it historical or not? But I know that from uh, one of my friends who uh, I, when I worked in Chicago, uh, at SMS Assist, we I took the train back and forth every day from Wisconsin when we had moved up there before I was uh, I was still at the job, and I was taking the train back and forth like a few hours a day. And one of the pers people that I I rode the train with was a uh, I want to say an it's not it's like anthropologist sort of, but Study it's of for exhumed bodies. Oh, so, and pottery so and things like that. So yeah, yeah, creep. So she would uh, help on construction projects to like get the remains out of oh. there, like that, which is, or, or like decide if it was uh, uh, a site that they couldn't dig on, I guess is like the best way to put it. And so then while that would have been older, I know that there are construction sites in most cases have to hire people to come and survey the area for bodies and for mm -hmm. historical record and things like that. So part of me is like, well, I, I get if we were to move them, which I'm all for, honestly, um, we would have to do it in a way that is uh, scientific and, and, and respectful and accurate and things like that. I mean, I'm not a fan of burying bodies. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I, the Vikings had it right. So I'm about to see like those asses on fire. Let's just see what happens. Um, I my mother is a great example. She, <laughs> this is a true story, friends. My mother uh, said to me, uh, Patrick, when I die, I want you to cremate me. I want you to put me in an urn that is biodegradable. I want you to take a cruise, and I want you to huck me off the side of it. Uh, the word "huck" in that context was fantastic to me. And, and I love your mother. Yeah, you gotta huck. You gotta huck your body out the side of a cruise ship. So <laughs> my wife and I currently have this running bit of like we both will be cremated because we don't want to take up that space. And uh -huh. you know, it's really a belief system too. Like, do you need your body? Do you not? Like the Egyptians sure. like had a very different. Sorry. The ancient Egyptians had a very uh, not Egyptians in <laughs> general. You. I don't, I don't know enough of them to say like, do you are you still into this? Um, 
but the you know they had a very different understanding the mayan very different incan very different understanding sure. i mean hell even the um uh oh what is the gentleman maybe you can help me out in india there is those those um oh what are they called they're like stacks and stacks and stacks of bodies like for like towers of bodies and i think it's in india it might be somewhere else um uh yeah it's like it, it's massive towers of bodies and they allow them to decompose uh the it might Dak, not be in india Dakma or funerary tower funerary tower yeah, I believe your old documentary towers located deep within a 54 acre forest where the bodies of deceased Zoroastrians are placed and exposed for scavenger birds. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's this is Mumbai, India. Yeah. The Tower of Silence. I believe so. Yep. I think that's okay. what I'm talking about. I think that's what it's called. You know what my favorite thing about this was? I typed in towers of bodies and I typed in India and it's like Indiana. <laughs> Oh God, Indiana! Well, they've, got own, they've got their own towers of bodies, but for yeah, very- it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but I find like there's there's a beauty in it, but I also think like there's part of me. So I mean, we can even talk about like the larger conversation of like who is that for? That's yeah. not necessarily for the people who died. It's for the grieving process of the people who remain. So once they have left. If that isn't passed down, if that, if that tradition is generations later, like I've never went and visited my great, great grandparents. You know, I think when I was very young, I knew like my, when I was very, very young, I knew my, my great grandmother on my dad's side. And like, I think we went and visited her, her grave once when I was a little, little kid, but I've never been back after since then, like I, I say two, three generations passed and, does anyone really visit, you know, is, is anyone still there? I would also argue to some extent, depending on the person, it also may be the, for the person who dies because of their legacy or their ego. Uh, as far as I want someone to remember me, I need to be remembered. I need someone to come and visit me, whatever. And I, I'm with you, Pat. I'm like, fucking burn me up. And I want this to be the least expensive funeral like i don't want you don't need to do that shit like the idea of like look at this beautiful lacquered wooden chest that we're gonna lock your body in that we've disemboweled you know we've just we sucked out all the juices there's a husk of you that we're gonna put in there in this super cozy thing we're gonna lock it up and then we're gonna dig a hole we're gonna bury you in it ta-da and we're gonna put a tombstone there it's like this is where you are i'm like don't Listen, I, I've really gotten into privacy lately. I don't need anyone to know where I am when I'm dead. You know, right. like I don't need that Beloved shit. father loved farts. Yeah, right. Doug, yeah. Doug Hated onions, you know. Like, Hated onions, Doug yes. hates Hated stuff, onions, you know, yeah. like. Right. <laughs> it's, um, your theme song just plays every time someone steps on your grave. Yeah. Actually, just, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be down for that. That'd be And, and some sort of hologram. Yeah. Hey there. Hey yeah. there, guys. Yeah. How are you? No, whatever it is. Justin, play 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 my theme song in case uh, in case uh, Pat hasn't heard it before because I think uh, stuff is stupid, stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that theme song because it's pretty on the nose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the the other thing too is like the concept of what 
what like i mean okay let's go back to the beginning of covid when there were just people all over the world literally just piling up what do you do with that at a certain point it's like we can't we can't deal with this in the way i mean it reminds me of um oh 14 when did columbus come 14 1492 okay so 1491 i think is the name of the book and it's about uh, Native American advancements and Native people's advancements in the Americas prior to the arrival of Europeans and talking about the decimation of that population. I mean, New England's a great example. Um, to my understanding, there were upwards of 100 million Native Americans living in that area. And within four years, they died. And there were upwards, uh, I think there were only like 30,000 left or something like that, something insane. So when the native, when the, uh, a lot of the Europeans arrived, a lot of the branding for savagery and things like that came from necessity of like, we're just going to put the bodies over there because what do we do with them? I mean, we, we can't put them anywhere anymore. So, um, they would walk into these villages and there would just be like this massive pile of dead bodies off in the corner that just became a commonplace thing because they could literally just couldn't do anything with them anymore. So uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, larger cultural conversation in that instance, but also like, how do we treat dead? What do we do? Is there a reverence? I think even in all three of our like examples of what I, what what would we do for each other? I mean, it's still, there's still a, a sense of reverence. It's just a matter of like, is the, the, the body, the husk, the shell, uh, revered in the way, like, and there are religions all over the world, um, that feel that if the body is decimated, then so is the soul. But, sure. and I, I like, I mean, there's a, there's an element to that where it is, it does come down to religious too. Like, and I don't know, I don't know what other religions specifically, like, I don't think in the Catholic religion, I think you can be cremated. I don't think there's a anything. I don't, I don't know what religions state that you have to be pristinely, you know, untouched and in the ground and that, or you have to, but I know, I mean, they, they exist. They're around. Yeah, they're out there. Some you know, they're out there somewhere. Someone believes it. Yeah. Uh, so like, but again, I would say like, if <laughs> this is the cynic in me, I'm like, if no one, if no one is around who believes that anymore, is body still stand? This doesn't need to stay down there. I don't know. Well, saying. I know it's written yeah. a lot of religion that the the whole point of you know putting someone in the ground is for when the resurrection happens. You know they'll be resurrected and yada yada yada. You know Harry Potter flies in and you know it, Snape is a good guy. It's and, the religious version of walk it off. Yeah, yeah we get exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk it off. Give me yeah. You know you've yeah. got the resurrection stone. You get up. You know. Fine. Yeah. yeah, the lady's like Voldemort's like is Harry dead? And she's like no. She's like is 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 my son alive? He's like yeah. She's like yeah, he's dead. And they go back to Hogwarts, and then you know he's just he's actually alive. Voldemort's mad, and then there's Nagini. Did we change topics? Do I need to do that bell All again? That sort of stuff, Did you we- know. So I'm just saying, like you know, uh, I don't know. Like I I I again, very practical person, and. I look at this as, you know, when, when I, I zoom out to the idea of cemeteries, I look at this, I'm like, this is almost as bad as golf courses. What a waste of land, you know, just taking up space that could be better used for something else. And and not to say that, you know, I say that with the idea that everyone has their own traditions, their own beliefs and things like that. But I, pr- practically, this day and age, 
buy and this all credit goes to Justin here. Buy a website, buy a domain that says like Doug Cochran is dead dot RIP. You know, Justin very well with that. And and fill that web page, pay for that domain on yeah. a yearly basis, fill it with photos, stories comments like that can be your memorial of this person as opposed to like they're in the ground right there i know because there's a stone that says that's where they are there they are it's like we have technology today to better memorialize people in a much greater fashion than to be like i put them in the ground right there and uh he's still there you know like it's it's just yeah. it, what a, it's a giant waste of space a giant waste of money Oh boy, that's some barbecue cut talking right there. Oh, Great job. You. You're a bit of a klempt, as they say. <laughs> you know, a bit of a, you know, save save yourself some money. Like we don't we don't need to be doing this. We don't need to be. Um, yeah. it, it, I just feel like it's we're doing it because we've done it. It's a classic tradition, and I love to break classic traditions. In the really sense do. of we just mindlessly do it because we've mindlessly done it. Like what what else can we do that's better and more efficient, and saves us some money. Well, Pat, to your point where you're saying like it's kind of paying homage to the the individual that has been buried there, I would say like this cemetery is not wonderfully kept up. And a lot of the these when you get, you know, over 100 years old on, uh, you know, 150 years old on some of these graves, a lot of these you can't even read. The stone's just been worn down to the fact where you really have to you got to get out like a piece of paper and a crayon to figure out like what the, you know, what did that say? And it's, is that, is that still paying homage to the, to that person? You know, you know, I don't know or homage, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some, eventually there will be some business that cleans up a lot of that stuff and the, these answers, I guess. Cause I think like we're going to run out of land. Eventually we're going to land out of run out of water. We're going to run out of all these things. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I mean, if we're going to really go down that path, I mean, burning anything right now is probably not a great idea. No, that's uh, that's you know, it's, uh, we got more things. To, then let's uh, do the sky burial. Let's do what Justin just kind of looked up. Also, what's done in. I love you're laughing because I think Justin had the same thought where I'm like, sky burial. You, you put them into a, a plane, you go about 30,000 feet in the air, and you just drop them. You just drop them out, and then. That's fair. You know? I am I'm actually laughing because I thought you said Sky Bear, and I immediately <laughs> thought of like a trebuchet, and you thrust you thrust someone's body towards the Sky Bear, and the bear decimates and consumes it, and then that we don't have to worry about it anymore. That's why I was like, oh, that's a funny idea. I like a Sky Bear. Sky I mean, actually, that's how I want to go now. That's you know? it. You just. <laughs> I want not, that. Not, not bad because you're giving back. You know what I mean? You're giving your body back. And that's what a sky yeah. burial is. It's done, I think, in a lot of the Nepalese areas is they basically sort of like um, put the body into like they disconnect the joints and things like that. And they leave it for the birds in the area to consume. And essentially they pick it clean. Everything's gone. It's like, yeah, like what? Because you, you, there has to be a system for the bodies, right? Because you just can't let them pile up. That's how disease spreads and all that other stuff. So, yeah, have a system for it. But also, like, the idea of preserving somebody. And, and I think you, at the very beginning, you touched on something like a lot of that stuff. The funeral is for the people that are still alive. They need to mourn, they need to come to grips with it. But, and I don't know, like, is that the best way to go about it? I don't know. Like, is that just I mean, something we've done? You know, can we, can we smash that tradition too? We, we are, I think this really speaks less to the tradition and less to, um, 
those who are left behind. For me, it speaks a lot to human exceptionalism and, and believing that we are not part of the circle of life or nature or anything like that. I mean, the thing I like about the Nepalese example is that we are actively returning to, um, our, you know, it, it, my daughter, you know, these things come up, right? And I've got an eight-year-old and she was like, what happens when you die? And I was like, beats the shit out of me. I don't know. I've been dead yet. I don't know. Um, uh, as far as Peter Pan is concerned, it's an awfully big adventure. So, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. But I do know, for me anyways, that like, does your consciousness go anywhere? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't right. know. I would like to believe that some semblance of something at least contributes to something else. But I do know that my molecules will be redistributed throughout the cosmos and that's great i mean like what's that statistic something about like the you're made up of a star at least half of a star or something like that like you yeah. know your your body is is comprised of these types of elements and these things that are out in the universe and you are part of a much bigger thing but we as humans look at it and go well <laughs> i've mastered my earth so Right. but us without, yeah. yeah it's like what's the point of that like just wasted space you're not even you're keeping yourself from the decomposition process it's like that doesn't we are we are part of nature and we need to once we can finally get our brains around that maybe we can save what we have left i mean such a I good love, point man like i, I love I, I mean there's i know there's like a lot of accounts out there one in particular like nature is metal on on instagram like just shows you like this is what nature is i can't get myself to really partake in it because it is brutal like we yeah we've watched some like you know planet earth stuff with with natalie you know she's seven and whatever and she's like no run antelope run i'm like yeah, yeah wolf is uh probably gonna get that thing and she's like oh and we both turn and we're like listen nature is brutal okay yep. like this sucks because that thing is cute but this wolf needs to eat and yeah. it's going to, cons it, it's going to do it. And it's unfortunate. Like that's, that's how it, it, that's, that's how it exists. That's what life is. And it sucks when something's adorable and gets eaten. But I don't think people shed a tear when a fucking Jaguar jumps into the river and comes out with the broken spinal, like the broken neck of a fucking crocodile and then pulls it up yeah. to a tree to eat it. People are like, Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Get it, yeah. When when you see a snake grab a hold of a, a frog and this frog is screaming bloody murder as the snake slowly consumes it, you know that's that's right. tough, you know. But yeah. that's nature, and right. and I think you you are absolutely right, Pat, in that we somehow have put ourselves above this chain of events, you know, because we've evolved and we've done these things where we now think we have some sort of power over our environment when. You know, it's we're still a part of this vital chain, and at any given time, and you see that regularly as people are like, "I'm going camping," and they go yeah. out into the woods and a fucking bear eats them, and they're like, "Oh right. my god, can you believe it?" I'm like, "Yeah, fucking bears live out there, dude." Sure like, can. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like it's gonna happen. You know, like coyotes right. roam in my detention pond behind my house. Like shit can happen, and you don't want and it you, to. And you don't live in the woods. No, I don't. And they just as come roaming by. You know, that it's like... <laughs> so wow. it's 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 one of those things where I think that's such a great point in that we've convinced ourselves that, you know, probably through generations of religion and whatever else, you know, the, the idea that, you know, God has chosen us and God has created us and, you know, we're above these other things, and so we have to do these things that are different. But I, man, you made it such a great point that I'm like, yeah, no. We're just we're just another part of this ecosystem, you know. 
We're just a little, little cog in a big, big wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have all of these systems that show us this over and over again. I mean, capitalism, great example of this. Uh, you know, if you don't survive, you die. And then what happens? All of your workers, all of your resources, it goes back into the larger hole. So I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to mince words about capitalism being good or bad or whatever it is, as much as saying like, when I meet somebody who says, oh, the business goes out, that that all those restaurants, they went out of business during COVID. Isn't that sad? That's the system. That's how this works. They weren't the top of the food chain they die unfortunately to be part of the food chain you have to do some pretty shitty stuff but welcome to humanity friends that's such a good point like uh, natalie she's just now really gotten into video games and arcades and there was this place buddy you did it i know i won there (laughs) dude literally 10 minutes before i got on here now i got this new game on my computer it's called borrow trauma and it's essentially a kind of a terrifying game where you man a submarine in the oceans of uh, Jupiter and <laughs> creatures will attack you and it's horrifying. And she's like, she comes running up to me. She's like, dad, do you have to go do your podcast right away? I'm like, well, I got a few minutes. Why? She goes, do you want to play the sub game? And I'm like, I don't have time for that because we got to, yeah. we got to go out there. We got to undock. And then, you know, we got to navigate through these icy oceans and probably creatures are going to attack us. And then when they do, we got to fix the hole. Otherwise we flood and we die. Like, anything's possible but anyway i say all that today that just literally like a two-minute drive away and seth is just sort of the chat who played with me he goes i burned the engine down on accident <laughs> playing that game <laughs> well all right he's yeah. saying they're running a sub right now oh really shit all right well yeah, pulling double duty you i mean listening watching the stream on a submarine that's that's impressive. god damn it you are on the sub damn it Anyway, focus. Um, Doug. focus. Like, I want, we're done. I want to be on the sub too. All right, focus. We're focusing. Um, Doug just leaves and it's just like, like oh no, to just cut to me well. like sonars going crazy off the starboard bow. Um, so there was this uh, arcade called Fun Zone that's in a strip mall right by my house, and I kept I would drive by it all the time. I'm like, oh my god, like when Natalie gets older, she'll probably like that. Pandemic hits, that place just gets wiped off the map because. How's that going to survive? No one's going anywhere. No one's going to be in an arcade and it's fucking gone. And the sign is still up there because no one's taken over the space. And we drive by and Nelly sometimes we're like, Dad, why did Fun Zone have to close? I'm like, well, here's how business works. And I explained it to her. Economics 101 lesson. Exactly. And she goes, oh, I'm so sad about it. I'm like, ah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking unfortunate because now we have to drive 30 minutes to get you to a goddamn place that has laser tag and video games. But, you know, it is what it is. But it's it's a simple, it's the same thing with that. It's luck. It's just the kind of industry that you're in that, you know, yep. takes a shit on you. I mean, AI is creeping in on a lot of people's work. Justin and I talk about that at length. It's a hot thing in our Discord which, by the way, you can join. Check out the link in the description down below. Um, it's a hot thing. People are always talking about AI, how it's doing that. I actually saw for the first time how AI could affect my job just the other day. Mm. I'm an instructional designer. I design training for people to use in training. And Microsoft, which is also an organization that has invested heavily into open AI, posted something about an update that they are adding to PowerPoint 
where they have a little chat box and you could type in what you want to do your presentation about. And it will populate slides for you. And you can go into a slide and be like, this is pretty text heavy, make it more visually appealing and it will adjust the slide for you, put Whoa. the heavy stuff into the instructor notes and add animations automatically for you. And I was like, oh shit, I don't yeah. like building presentations. So I'm like, great. But I was like, Dude. that was the first time. Cause I've always like, I'm always like, AI is awesome. It's making things more efficient. I'm like, but I've also said with the full caveat, I'm like, AI has never encroached. Technology has not encroached on my job as of yet. So I might change my tune when that happens. And this is the first time where I was like, that's fucking cool. Also, uh-oh. That could yeah. be a big uh-oh, you know? You know, I, the, the, the technology taking over people's jobs, like I, we talk about this a lot. We hear it, we're, especially now we're hearing a ton about it, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that This has been going on for eons. I mean, you know, there was a guy who was like, I push carts around. And then they're like, here's a wheel. And he's like, ah, crap. <laughs> so like like the, the, these things, and I think the problem right now is that it's so much faster Yes. And our world is so much faster and there's just going to be a lot of people that we're going to have to make accommodations uh, for um, in a world that, you know, at least our world is three American dingbats. Um, we're in a system that it is weakness to help another person. So mm -hmm. and then the American dream is predicated upon one person winning and everyone else like being a part of that journey for them. Um, so. I think that we're going to be forced into a place where we have to change our systems. And it's kind of exciting. I mean, I, I know that there, it is scary for people uh, because people don't like change, but I think honestly, I could only see it being really interesting. It's going to suck hard for a while, but I think ultimately it's going to be really cool. I mean, like I keep thinking, what's that? Um, there's a Matt Damon movie where he's got a robot body. And he, oh, uh, Elysium. Elysium. Yeah. So that's like my worst case scenario of like water's gone, everybody's upset, and it's it's you know it's the 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 um, haves and the have-nots have gotten so disparate that it, it just can't find its way in. Yeah. But the one thing that I know about humanity, and this is me talking real out of turn here, and I apologize for anybody who's listening who knows way the fuck more about this than I do, but uh, people get angry, and when they get angry, they revolt. And there is a revolution and that happens in the animal world and it happens in our world. So people were saying to me early on, like, oh, what about, you know, what about Trump? What about, you know, before? What about um, Obama? Like people get mad, they rally and they fight. And that's what they do. I mean, the, the January 6th thing, <clears throat> as crazy as that is, and I'm not I'm in no way supporting that. I want to be very, very clear that I am against what happened there. Um, but there's a beauty in people getting angry, even if they're racist fucking assholes. But like they, they no, I'm not supporting racism. Okay. Also, let me just be very clear. That, let's just think about the idea of what happened and not why. And then, the, but the, there's a beauty in people coming together is what I'm saying. Even if they are broken and they all come together and find each other in very stupid circumstances. There is a beauty to people seeing their circumstances and standing up for themselves. And I think that that's really kind of cool. 
as much as that instance is fucked up. I mean, even there were people in the French Revolution who were like, uh, this is completely fucked up. Um, uh, you know, there's... Uh, you can look at Iran right now, you know, with the, yeah, the people that example. are protesting against their government for the, you know, the murder of, you know, young woman who wasn't wearing her, you know, her hijab and things like that. And it continues to this day. It's reigniting. It's kind of went out, but then... You know, they're impressing and people are coming together, even at risk of great peril, great torture. They're just like, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, other, the other side of the coin uh, during the pandemic, when mm -hmm. the George Floyd thing happened, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, on the opposite yeah. side of the aisle that I mean, it was like, OK, we're done with this now, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a uh, if anyone hasn't read the book cast, I I absolutely suggest that you do so. Um, I don't remember who wrote it right now it's it's an excellent book it's about um uh, race disparity in america and, and uh, disparity in america it's it's awesome it cast the origins of our discontents yes the origin of our discontents yeah it's a it's a phenomenal book um but that having been said it's talking about that place where like <laughs> there's a nuance to to race in this country and race in general that's like Will, will we ever get out of that situation because of the systems that are built? Will we ever get out of it just because of the culture that we've built? Um, and, 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 you know, eons and eons of stupidity. Um, and I really want that to happen. But we do need to get angrier. We just need to get angry. And eventually we'll stop electing people who are above the retirement age and we'll figure it out. But. That is something that Doug and I have talked about off mic ad nauseum. I'm going to talk about it right now. If we have a retirement age because people are enfeebled, why in the heck's name do we – I yes. mean, I understand they have experience. I get oh, that. Fuck I that. Understand fuck that. that. Plenty of people have experience. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm in full – and if we have, a, if we have a, a floor, there should be a ceiling. You have to be at least this age to run for president. Then you have to be at least under this age to hold that office too. Like that's, that, that's, that, that's there absolutely point. needs to be a cap on both sides. And if I lose yeah. one job because of this this uh, conversation, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'll say that right now. Like it, the system needs to change. And, and the system needs to change. And I hope that the generation below us, because we are wasted space, gentlemen, uh, the generation below us gets that done. Yeah. I look at my niece and I have hope. Well, yeah, but so did the last niece. The, your your nephew when you were a nephew they had hope about that shit too yeah and then look, we just look, 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 we're a waste of damn space you guys that's what I'm saying uh, real quick, uh, I want to make sure that um, we coin this now uh, we're going to be an improv troupe called Three American Dingbats so you said earlier <laughs> yeah. perfect improv would work as a, a ska band or, uh, or oh my god play. great ska band yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's time to move on to our final segment. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 practical. Ask practical, duh. It's got a real Janet Jackson vibe about it. Now, <laughs> I'm not mad about it either. Thank you, no, and you're welcome. Yeah. Um, for those of you who have never been here before for an Ask Practical Doug segment, and for those who have been here before, welcome back. Uh, Ask Practical Doug. Practical Doug is a tiny Doug who lives inside of Larger Doug and guides Larger Doug in all of life's journeys, all of its quandaries, all of its mysteries. Uh, if you have a question that you would like answered, you can ask Practical Doug by either joining us live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central 
right here on YouTube. Uh, you can ask in the chat. On any social media, you can at mention us and then hashtag AskPracticalDoug, or you can join our Discord where there is a specific Ask Practical Doug channel that you can put those in there. And if you're really lucky, you might get it answered live, well, live to tape on our show. Okay, yeah. so today's Practical Doug, we've got two that share the same DNA, okay? So the cousins <clears throat> that kiss. They are. We got two kissing cousin ass practical Dugs. Doug, is it okay to kiss your cousin? Please tell. Well, it depends. How hot are they? Mm, and also, yes. are they stuck? Because that makes a big difference, too. Are they stuck? Yeah, are they stuck? Uh, anyway, so ass practical Doug. So <laughs> from Twitter. <laughs> well, somebody needs to say this is fucking gross. <laughs> User uh, Zach's Jerry Ring uh, says, let's say hypothetically, a guy is traveling with his wife and her wheelchair has a loose bolt. The man does not have his tools, so he goes to the store with his wife and tightens one bolt with a wrench off the shelf. He then puts the wrench back on the shelf and leaves. Is this stealing? And before you answer that question, let me ask the second one and then we can dissect both of them. So this one comes from our Aussie buddy, Jared. So when I was a kid, my friend and I were really into Star Wars episode one uh, pod racing on N64. We Then we found out that there was a cheat code for, is it Sebula, Doug? Sebulba. Whatever. I'm sorry, cover it's your ears, Pat. Get out of here. What is happening? This was such a good point. You're like, right, come on. It's episode one. I don't care. Uh, in some magazine at the news, uh, at the, the news agent. So we went and we copied the code since we didn't need the whole magazine. Apparently someone spotted us, called my mom, who lectured me about stealing, made me rip up the cheat code. Was this stealing? So again, two very share similar DNA. Now, Doug, what do you, practical Doug, let's start with you. Then we'll move on to uh, practical Pat, which right. actually works way better. It does. It's got that sweet, sweet alliteration. Yeah, um, I'd say the, because I, I have a finding like what is piracy is to me also the debate about what is a sport. It's very nuanced. Yes. It's very interesting. A lot of times things can fit into a one-size-fit-all answer, but that's not always the case. So the way I look at this is the first one, on a very, very, very technical level, it is kind of stealing, right? Because you're using a tool that you don't own from a store to fix something, right? Because I think that's different than if you're just like walking down the street, you're like shit, this broke, and you're like, "Hey, does anyone have a have a, a wrench or something?" Someone's like, "Yeah, I got one." You borrow it and you give it back. No big deal, right? So it is a little bit, but it's just such a minor infraction, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a minor infraction because that wrench still has value. It's still like it, it's it still can serve a purpose, and you can. You could say that, you know, I don't know. I guess I guess that's kind of like a roundabout way is like in a minor level, it is stealing, but it's a minor infraction. The second one is stealing because that code has a purpose that is to unlock something in a game and it's being and it's in a magazine. It has value that you are circumventing the purpose of 
purchasing the magazine to get <clears throat> something to then use to your benefit, if that makes sense. Fingers Let me up. ask a caveat on that. Let's do it. Real quick, before I, we, we, we before we kick it over to Pat in the field. Um, <laughs> so if, let's say hypothetically, Jared uh, was at this, this newsstand, he was just thumbing through the magazine, casually just kind of looking at it, saw the code, photographic memory, remembered it, didn't copy it down, just happened happened across it, and then remembered it and used it. Is that stealing? I'd also argue that's stealing as well. Just because he remembered it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's locked behind a paywall, you know? No, like it's this just th- sitting on the stand. It's not even in plastic like the titty magazines are. It should be. How do you know that wasn't in a titty magazine? That's Star Wars Episode One, man. They promoted that shit everywhere, you know? That's true. That's fair. What an interesting ad. <laughs> in the middle of this, it's like, hey, check out pod racing on the N64. Year olds. This foldout is not what I thought it would be. Well, I guess, wow, now this is pod racing, you know? Right. <laughs> it does the same Thank fold. you, Maxim. <laughs> uh, Pat, what do you think on these two? Yeah, what do you think? Um, so I'm going to take a slightly, di- this is very technical, <laughs> and this is why this is, this is me being a real superior liberal ass nerd. Let's talk about that. So, uh, Citizens United. Shall we talk about Citizens United for a minute? Let's Which makes that. corporations people in in the view of the law. So, if Doug can walk down the street and ask very casually for somebody to borrow a wrench, and they go, "Yeah, sure," and that's a that's an easy exchange to make, right? Mm-hmm. There's no intention. There's no uh, use outside of what you need to borrow it for. You need to use it. Uh, uh, if it does not damage that product, you borrow it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think like, like and also who's going to go, who's going to like, listen, person in wheelchair, get out of here. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I don't have uh, a ramp for a reason. Get the fuck yeah. out. How'd you get in here? There's stairs yeah. only. What are you a wizard? But if corporations are people, could I not borrow something for a one-off use as long as it isn't damaged or hurt? Because if it was damaged or hurt and it was a person, I would replace it. Mm-hmm. I would purchase it from them and I would take over that ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me feels like maybe it's not stealing. I can understand why it would be stealing under our uh, under yeah. you know, what we know. But like, I don't know. If they're going to fuck me, I'm fucking back. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm talking about corporations. I'm not talking about people in wheelchairs. Sure. Uh, <laughs> also, not talking about cousins either. So just yeah, to be, not, just no, be clear. No, definitely not oh. cousins because that's how far removed. Never mind. Yeah. Um, listen. <laughs> um, regarding the magazine, I, I have to agree with Doug. I think that that, uh, you know, the innocence of a child, was it purposeful? Was it malicious? No, certainly not. Uh, did they find a, a, a cheat code within the cheat code of life? Yes, they did. And they may, may in that way, is that wrong? If we're all competitive animals and that's our that's right. our predestination is to be competitive, maybe that person did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, Jared, in this case. Jared. Yeah, Jared, good for you, man. Steal away. Good on you, mate. Uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, that that's these are all moral questions. And can you answer a moral question with a moral answer if you have the same code of conduct? Mm. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically you can because the yeah, masses dictate that stuff. Right? I would that's- say adding to what you said, Pat, um, because – taking that code and using it does damage the product if we're taking that same mm-hmm. logic because 
the product of that magazine is if you buy this in here is a passcode to unlock a special character and if you just go and take that and then use it and don't buy it like you've devalued that to some degree how much debatable right but you you devalue the magazine do you devalue the game that was giving it away as a promotion no no right they got what they needed out of that right but you are devaluing the magazine whereas in the previous steal you cheated the magazine out of a sale. If you had stolen the magazine, that'd be stealing from the vendor, the newsstand. But also, isn't this an issue of like how they're displayed and how they're protected and how, like, it, there are these are all social constructs. Like, we we know we're <laughs> supposed to go into a store. We know we're supposed to buy something. Right. But if it's available, how is it not a library? Patch is either a chaotic character. good or a chaotic neutral character. That's I who am he is. chaotic good all day long. In fact, one of my speeches is called chaotic good. Uh, let's talk about that. No, what's not that? <laughs> uh, yeah, check out, starting check, at the beginning. Go check out patdwyerstaken.com and book a meeting to learn about why chaos is good. You know, learn more about it. Right. At patdwyerstaken.com. Chaotic goodness. Let's get it. I, yeah. I would probably lean towards the the man with the tool in the store. I understand where you're coming from, where it's like, I don't know. It's interesting because it is like you're both, you're stealing the use of that thing. Like the thing is meant to be purchased to be used. And in both instances, you are taking, you are using it for free. So is it something that is meant to be purchased using it for free? I would, I would argue that just in my gut, it doesn't feel like, it's not like, I'll say this. It's not like he brought a pile of lumber into this the store and used a miter saw to like like you know what i mean like he wasn't he didn't make a whole bunch of angled cuts then to go back and start putting up crown molding in his kitchen like right that's a, i feel like that would be stealing whereas this is like i'm just going to tighten this bolt real quick and now we're good to go you know yeah yeah to, to be clear menards and some home depots and things like that, you, they have saws out back you can literally just go use them for your that's own purposes that's true I, yeah. I found that out I like in the RV. Yeah. off the shelf and plug them in and actually use well, them okay fine that yeah. part yeah or going know. into those places and taking a shit in the toilet that's not you know hooked that's up not hooked up yeah. yeah i mean that's kind of stealing to some degree right i a mean a little bit yeah yeah, is it stealing or is it giving? I mean, you're stealing by giving is what it is. Yeah, you know, just, you know, you know. I'm leave, I'm not taking anything. Listen, well, you're committing some sort shit. of moral crime. We can all agree wait, on that. Wait, but you can clean that. That's not damage to that. That's just inconvenience. Like you can clean that and Listen, then we When okay. I buy a brand new toilet, there's an expectation that it's never been used. It's never been shit in before. So if it has How been, how do you think they test their product? Come on now. Yeah. Okay. Like, somebody but, tested that thing. Yeah, right. not that specific one. You don't know, you know that. They you might be acting. It's like, Carl, come here. Yeah, I mean, yes, boss, undies, I just said Taco Bell. When your undies say inspected by 54, that's a test process. Like that, that man puts some drawers on and takes them back. He's like, yeah, those are all right. And then takes them back off. He does some sumo squats in them. You know, yeah, it's just so like, good. yeah, like this is, yeah, okay, no, these stretch great. And then they put their number, they take them off, they put their number in and they go, cool, no streaks. And then they fold them up and put them in the bag. That's, Am I, did I have I misunderstood what hey, I mean, you just I mean, learned something new about the re, about the retail industry you know like how how we try stuff out you know He's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah no I'm with you wait, I wait, think wait, 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 wait hold on I just speaking of retail industry that just dawned on me 
how come I can go to a store and try on clothes to make sure it's right, but that person can't go in and try the wrench to make sure it's right? Ooh. We're assuming that that person didn't make the conversation in their head or the decision that that wrench wasn't quite right. Or they didn't need a wrench in perpetuity. They just needed one wrench real quick to, to tighten. You mean to bolt. tell me that bolt's not going to come loose again? Maybe they were like, mm, this was this worked, but it's not really. Maybe what they have for. a wrench at home, but they're not at home right now, and they need to do this so that their their wife doesn't fall out of their chair. It's a safety concern, you know. There's no safety concern with unlocking Sebulba. In well, what we should really get the real brass tacks. Jared is a terrible person. I mean. And- right. Uh, yeah, that's what I think we're all agreeing to. Sorry, Jared, you're out, man. He was raised when by. I, when I said all that nice things earlier. He was raised by huntsman like, spiders. So I mean, what do you want from him? You know. Come on now, that sounds amazing. Justin just threw up a little bit in his I'm mouth. With, I'm done with this segment. Deep side, he was just like. <laughs> when he heard that, he just like wasn't I'm wasn't like here it. for it. Is that know? a sky bear? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's hungry. Fire one. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> Bye, Grandma. Yeah. See ya. Just- yeah. Man, it's just layers and layers and layers. I like nice. it. You guys are right. <laughs> also, Sky Bears, just to go back to that real quick, um, to my understanding, uh, uh, they have their tummies have different pictures on them, and then they get really excited, and they their rainbows come out of their – they eat people, and then the rainbows Sky Bears stare. Yeah. Oh dear God! Right? That's right. Well, that was ask practical Doug. <sighs> Another successful one. I think we I'm got satisfied. to the bottom of it. I am very satisfied. So felt good. <sighs> so now we're going to move on to the last part here, which is recommendations. Uh, Pat, this is the part of the show where we offer everyone an opportunity. Like if you've read something, if you watch something, uh, if you've played something, anything like that you've consumed that you think someone should check out, um, even if it's your own stuff, uh, by all means, just say, Hey, what would you recommend people to check out, you know, right now, based on your opinion? Well, uh, for starters, I would definitely recommend that people uh, check out PatDwyerWasTaken.com because I have to do is that gratuitous self-plug. Otherwise, uh, the book that we talked about before, um, uh, Cast, is absolutely spectacular. And I think it will really change the way that a lot of people look at uh, uh, race relations in general, if nothing more. Um, and there is a lot more to that. I th- would like to also plug, um, I, we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, guys, Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot is maybe the best ride ever. Uh, y'all got to go on it. I don't, I mean, somebody has, a, it's an experience. It's not just a ride, it's an experience. And if there's a, my, the crowning achievement of my speaking career will ever, if I ever get, if anyone ever makes me an honorary Imagineer, I don't even know if that's a thing. I will quit my job. I will just stop doing it because I will have peaked. Like there will be nothing left to do because uh, that is that is just the jam. But um, the only other thing I can recommend is uh, patdwyerwasticket.com. Um, uh, visit it, uh, join it, act like a dummy with me. It'll be really fun. Fantastic. I love it. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend on Apple TV Plus uh, Shrinking, which is uh, Bill Lawrence and uh, of Scrubs and Ted Lasso fame. 
um, has created this with Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso, and Jason Siegel, who stars in this. So Jason Siegel, Christina Miller, uh, or sorry, Krista Miller, Jessica Williams, Harrison Ford, uh, big because Harrison Ford really doesn't do TV, and they convinced him to do this, and it is just marvelous. Uh, it is about um, uh, a therapist who is uh, – he is uh, – hit a midlife crisis breaking point because uh, he lost his wife and he needs to figure out how to come back into the real world and continue being a therapist for other people while dealing with his own problems. And it is equal parts uh, hysterical and heartbreaking and uh, touchy feely warm. It's just, it hits all the right notes and uh, I really enjoyed it. Zach Braff actually directed episode eight, I think, which was kind of cool. Um, no, Bill Lawrence keeps bringing back these people that he works well with. Um, but it, it it shares a DNA with Ted Lasso in that it's got it hits all the right feels. So I think they really struck some real good chords with this. Um, so, yeah, shrinking on Apple TV plus. Check it out. Doug, what do you got? Nice. Uh, I If you're looking for a laugh, I recommend uh, Burt Kreischer's new uh, one hour comedy special on Netflix called Razzle Dazzle. Uh, I love Burt Kreischer. Uh, he's a real fun guy. I love him on so many podcasts. Uh, this one in particular is fun because most of it, honestly, it's like two or three stories is all it is. And they're great stories. They're phenomenal stories. And Bert knows how to tell a story and, um, they're very, they're very good. They're very fun. And he's just, he's a delight. So that's available now on Netflix. Uh, go check it out. Uh, Bert Kreischer, razzle dazzle, very good stuff. Razzle dazzle. Um, so that's that's it for for us for this week. Uh, don't forget if you enjoyed yourself and you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, if you're looking to check out our Discord, the link is in the description. Uh, if you're looking to support us, free like and subscribe. That's huge. That doesn't cost you anything. If you'd like to send some money our way, check out our merch at Redbubble.com, and also you can check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MindGapPodcast. We live stream podcast on Tuesdays and I also host a video game stream live on Fridays uh, at 8 p.m. Central although I don't think I'll be doing one this week because I'm getting ready to go out of town so I may not have time to do one this Friday and there also won't be a podcast next week because I'll be out of town so so sorry I'll see you when I get back Um, but be sure to check us out on all of our social media at mind get podcast and be sure to check out Justin as well on Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You'll be able to find and consume us. And then 2East8th.com and 2East8th on all social media. And then also keep an eye on loveandimprovfilm.com and Love and Improv Film on Instagram. Fantastic. And one more time, Pat, where can people find you? PatDwyerWasTaken.com. Beautiful. <laughs> That's what we love. If they don't remember that, I don't know what's going to help. That's right. Yeah, yeah you've it, done it. You've done your job. It's beautiful because this, you know how people do like kidnapping binders? That's the whole new thing yeah. now. This website can serve not only as your business, but also as your kidnapping binder. So it's per pattwirewastaken.com. <laughs> help me. <laughs> Pat, thank you so much for being back here. Uh, we love you this so much. And it's been such a delight chatting with you again. Thank you for having me, friends. I really appreciate it very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And we and promise it'll, it won't be four years before you come back. It'll be much, much sooner. Five? Oh, sooner. Okay, great. Yeah, no, no, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. So with that, I'll say, Pat, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Uh, Chat, thank you. Mar- 
And listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.